A new report from Farm Credit Canada says the outlook for food and beverage processors remains positive amid economic conditions that have shifted from the start of the year. Year-over-year sales growth is expected to slow in the second half of the year to 6% from 12% in the first half, finishing the year at 9%. Reporter Corey Knut spoke with FCC's chief economist, J.P. Gervais. Well, it's been a challenging year uh, for the first eight, nine months of the year. We look at a number of different challenges. Of course, inflation has been a big challenge for food processors. They're faced with higher commodity prices as well as a lot of other different uh, inputs that they use that have been going up, you know, energy prices and so forth. Um, And as a response to inflation, uh, higher interest rates have also sort of slowed some of the investments that food processors are looking to make, for example, because of labor challenges. And so all of that together has really slowed the performance and, and profitability of food processors. But nonetheless, I think if you look at sales, they've been going up in measure in dollars, and that's not a surprise because inflation has been strong. But overall, as well, volumes have been going up. So if we are to see, and as we believe, that inputs are going to be coming down, we have seen a little bit of commodity prices. If you look at the farm level that have been uh, weakening a little bit, stabilizing somewhat. And as well, if uh, we see inflation overall coming down, I do think that uh, the uh, the outlook for food processors is a little bit better towards the end of the year than it, uh, it, it has been for the first uh, six to eight months of the year. Let's talk about grain and oilseed milling um, and what we saw there. Well, I, so some of the decline in, in sales when measured in dollars is basically the result of higher inflation uh, in prices that we've seen in 2021 and some of the prices retreating for some of the months in 2022. I do think there is very, very strong demand for overall for grains and oil seeds and, and uh, the products that we make out of grains and oil seeds. And if you look at domestically, we've seen sales go up and when measured in volume, uh, we've seen our exports go up as well. So overall, you know, if you look at vegetable oil, it's, there are plenty of different segments when it comes to grain and oil seed milling that uh, are actually quite promising and offer a very positive outlook going forward. And I think that's also fairly good news for producers that grow these commodities. Talk about the uh, positive trends we've been seeing in um, red meat, I guess uh, specifically beef and what what you're expecting there. Well, I I think red meat overall is quite sensitive to inflationary pressures, right? So when prices go up, consumers are seeing their purchasing power decline or weaken somewhat, and they're looking to cut back on some of their spending. And so, But overall, when you look at uh, red meat and meat in particular overall, uh, we've seen quite a bit of growth. Beef has been a little bit different in the sense that we've seen some of the volumes domestically decline. But I would argue that some of that is, is simply the result of a very strong international demand. So we've seen some of the our exports go up and we've seen very strong demand in foreign markets. I think that explains part of the decline in domestic consumption. But overall, you know, despite the really high prices and some of the very, very double-digit inflation that we've seen at the retail level for for red meat and meat overall, we've seen consumers continuing to demand Canadian meat. And I do think that that speaks to a pretty strong preference for, for, for animal proteins at a time when, as I said, the wallets of consumers are pretty tight. Why is it so important to, to understand these economic trends? Well, I, I think you know, it's very important to focus on not only at the farm level, but as well as downstream. So if you look at the entire supply chain, right, everybody benefits from a strong food supply chain from farm to fork. And processors are faced with a few challenges. I, 
I do think that the number one challenge for, for food processors is labor. We've seen vacancies go up. We've seen wages go up. And at a time when the response would be normally to automate a lot of the processing that, that is going on in different plants in Canada, we've seen high interest rates go up, which means that investments are a little bit more expensive to make. And so overall, I think that's the number one challenge. And, and as I said, everybody benefits from a strong food supply chain from farm to fork. So this is why, you know, it is important to look at as well food manufacturing when you look at it from a, a primary production perspective. And uh, just to wrap things up here, talk about the uh, trends to watch for um, going forward. Well, I think inflation remains the top, top story. This morning we had uh, inflation statistic for August. We've seen inflation come down. But if you look at food, food inflation has been going up uh, 10.8% year over year. If you look at the food that's purchased from grocery stores. And so I think it's one of the things that we need to be thinking about going forward. Wages are still going up again because of the, some of the labor challenges overall in the, in the economy, certainly as well in the food supply chain. So we hope that, you know, with some of the recent increases in interest rates that we've seen, that this is going to continue to slow down inflation. As I said, inflation overall has been coming down a little bit. We, we want to see inflation come down even more so that we can stop raising interest rates from the Bank of Canada standpoint and as well continue to see economic growth in Canada. That was Farm Credit Canada Chief Economist J.P. Gervais. He was speaking with reporter Corey Canute about the Food and Beverage Report Mid-Year Update. For the Prairie Eggwire, I'm Candace Dirksen.